Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Thank you for joining me today. It's great to have you here. If you're new here to the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so that you get episodes delivered directly to your phone, device, computer, whatever it is that you use. What else? Okay, yes, we have a new hashtag. Now, this is interesting. I've been thinking about how I can simplify the language learning process as much as possible for people, because you know, as we know, there's a lot that goes into language learning, right? And yet there are always a few kind of big levers that you can pull that get you disproportionate results. And one such lever that I've been talking about for a long time here on the podcast now is that of input, and in particular, stories. The idea being that, you know, if you are someone who's new to the world of, of language learning and you've been studying traditionally for some time, and then suddenly you start to read a lot and listen a lot to stories or other kinds of interesting input, you're going to find a huge transformation in your uh, in your language skills over the course of even a, even a few weeks happens very, very quickly. And so, you know, big levers like that, I was thinking, how can I simplify this to the point that people can kind of know very easily what they can do in their learning to get big results? And so I, what I thought to myself was, okay, imagine everybody suddenly started reading a story a day in their target language. The world would change overnight. <laughs> Everyone that's learning a language now suddenly starts to read a story a day people all over the world will suddenly find that they can learn a language far more easily than they thought and uh, a lot would change. So anyway, I decided to start using a hashtag on social media, which is a story a day, hashtag a story a day. And I'd like to encourage you to do that as well. So if you're the kind of person who posts posts to uh, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and you like to talk about what you're doing to learn languages. Maybe you post pictures of your language material from time to time. Go ahead and use the hashtag a story a day, because that's going to mean that I can find you. I can find everybody who's posting about this. And if you, again, if you're someone that has found benefit in using stories in their language learning, then again, this is a fantastic way to just get people to, to understand that there are very simple changes that they can make to their study approach and get very big results. So there we go. A hashtag, a story a day. If you know what a hashtag is, then you probably know how to use it. And this will probably make sense. If you don't know what a hashtag is, with the greatest of respect, you're unlikely to 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 do this or use any of this. So never mind. But, you know, nevertheless, as an experiment, you could go onto Twitter or Instagram right now and just search for hashtag a story a day, all one word, and see what comes up. There probably won't be that much yet because I'm just trying to get this started. But if uh, if you do post on social media, go ahead and and uh, and use that on your next post. And let's see if we can organize people around the power of storytelling in language learning. All right, I would like to thank the sponsors of the show, the place where I get all of my language lessons whenever I feel the need to speak more in my target language, I go to italki, I book a lesson with a tutor very, very quickly. I schedule it at a time that suits me and bingo, before you know it, I'm on Skype and I'm 
speaking the language. It's the most convenient way to get speaking practice in any language that you happen to be learning. And you can get a free lesson by going to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Okay, here's today's question from Christine. Hi, Ollie. Um, Christine from Germany here. So I'm trying to learn more French vocabulary by just reading blog posts or books. And the problem that I've come across is that I really just stop way too often to um, look up words or just trying to get them to my um, flashcard decks. So my question is, how do I read and retrieve vocabulary more efficiently without stopping every five seconds? Thank you and keep up the great work. Hi, Christine. Thank you very much for your message. And uh, this is something I'm sure people can relate to. It's the idea that, you know, when you're trying to read in a foreign language, you're stopping every five seconds in order to look up words. Now, I think there are two things that we have to talk about here. First is the material that you're using to read. And then secondly, it's the way that you are reading. Okay, so we've got the material that you're using and your approach to reading. Let's talk about the material first. You've heard me talk about the idea of comprehensible input. And this is material that is just above your current level so that you can already understand quite a bit when you read. But there is that kind of 20, 30 percent there that you don't understand. The key point is that what you read, you can follow along. It's comprehensible. And the mistake that most people make, I don't know whether you're making this mistake, Christine, or not. You may be, but certainly many, many people do, uh, is that they try to read stuff that's too hard. So if you're a beginner and you go and pick up a novel in French from the local books, bookshop, you are going to have a terrible time because you're not going to understand anything and you're going to be looking up every other word. That is not the way to read. You need to look for material that is comprehensible to you. And so the, 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 the simplest change that you can make to actually make the process of reading easier and more fun is to look for that material that is just above your current level. Because then what you'll find is that you understand so much already from the text that you can use context to help you. And you don't have to look up everything in the dictionary because you can often guess what the words are from context. Okay, so that's the first thing. Make sure you're reading material that is not too hard for you. Now, the second thing we want to talk about is the your approach to reading and how you're actually going about the reading process. So think about this analogy for a second. You know, when you're out for a run or you're on the treadmill or lifting weights or whatever, and you are pushing yourself hard, the feeling you have in that moment is discomfort. It feels uncomfortable when you're kind of out of breath and you're really pushing to get those last reps. It's almost painful, right? It's not the kind of thing that you would describe as nice. And yet you go to the gym or you go running anyway because you know that it's good for you. So the fact that you know that that exercise is good for you is enough to to spur you on and actually get you to do the exercise. I'm going to suggest that you think about reading in the same way. If you're reading something and you don't quite understand every word, Maybe you don't totally follow what you're reading, you know, 100%. That's an uncomfortable feeling. It's not a kind of not the kind of feeling that we like to have. Everyone wants to understand 100%. And yet, 
we know that the big benefit, the big thing that you stand to gain from reading is to, is to cover a lot of materials. That's to start from the beginning and reach the end. It doesn't matter if you understand every word. The big benefit comes from all that exposure and all that input you're getting. Okay, so just like when you're in the gym and you're, you keep pushing yourself hard because you know that you're getting benefits from it, I want you to think about reading in the same way and to have a an approach of no stopping. So you're not allowed to stop and look stuff up. You have to keep reading. And when you feel uncomfortable, because you will feel uncomfortable when you don't understand everything, when you feel uncomfortable, it doesn't matter. You keep going. You keep reading. You keep trying to understand. That's what I want you to start to experiment with in your reading. Because what's the alternative? The alternative is that every time you see a word that you're not completely sure about, you stop and you reach for the dictionary and you spend a few minutes looking it up and then you put the dictionary down and you've probably already forgotten what the word is. You just looked up and, and so you've you spent much more time actually looking up words than you have reading. These are the two extremes. And the way I think to become a more confident reader or more confident in, in how you learn best is to experiment with these radical, radically different approaches and to see how it works for you. Because in reality, you're probably going to be somewhere in between. And, you know, it's not like when I read, I never look up words because I do. But I'm always very conscious that my priority is to keep moving through the text and to keep reading and to only look up stuff when I really need to. And this is the key when you really need to. So which words should you look up? You can't look up every word because if you do, you won't do any reading. So the way to decide whether you're going to look up a word or not is to think to yourself, okay, how important is this word? And my friend Alex Rawlings gave a great talk in Berlin a few years back when he said that his rule of thumb for when to look up a new word when reading is if he sees it, I think it was like four or five times. So if the same word crops up four or five times in the text, chances are it's an important word to the story. So then, sure, look up that word because that's going to unlock so much of the story for you. But unless that word has cropped up at least a few times, don't look it up. Keep going. It's probably not that important. Now, the next tip I'm going to give you is to read online or electronically or using a device of some kind because you can look up words instantly and this is a huge benefit i think many of us like to read physical books certainly in our mother tongue because it's just more pleasurable to hold that book in your hand but when we're talking about reading in a foreign language and the elephant in the room is being able to look up words that you don't know well if you're reading on a kindle or or online, you can literally just highlight a word and get the meaning instantly. And the big thing that gives you is it means that you can keep reading. You don't have to, to, to stall the actual activity you're supposed to be doing, which is reading, in order to look up a word. Because dictionaries are really cumbersome. And the, these, these online dictionaries we have now are really a revolution in terms of how quickly we can get what we need. And I think what's important is that even if you look up that word, I, I don't tend to worry about memorizing those words when they come up. Because, Christine, one of the things you ask is, well, how do I make sure, you know, you're putting words into flashcards from your reading. And that's great. And I do that as well sometimes. But the thing about that is, if you're not careful, you can spend more time actually creating your flashcards than you do actually reading in the first place. 
That's the big problem with flashcards. They take a long time. So if you're reading and you look up a word, don't feel the need to put it in your flashcard and to memorize it right away. And the reason I say that is because if it's an important word and you carry on reading, you're going to see that word again and you're going to know it by the end of the chapter or by the end of the book anyway. Our brains can absorb huge amounts of information naturally, but so often we just don't give our brains the chance to do that because we're too busy, quote unquote, studying. We're too busy trying to do things that we think are going to help, where actually often the most efficient way to, to, to acquire this language is just to keep going. Okay, so what I'm suggesting here is that you try to separate the task of reading from the task of studying and be comfortable with not understanding everything right now. The, I think the more you can feel happy with a little bit of discomfort at not understanding, the more you're going to be able to read, the more input and exposure you're going to get and the more progress you're going to make. We spoke about this in the last episode. The, uh, or the, word, the episode before last, episode 269, how many words should you learn in a day? And one of the things I was keen to point out is that, yes, vocabulary is very important, but we can't control when we're going to learn a word. So we should, we should do the activities that will result in us learning those words. And reading a lot is one of the best ways to, to actually grow your vocabulary over time. And of course, when you do learn vocabulary through reading, you've got the huge benefit of it being in a very natural, highly contextualized way. So you're, you're more likely to not only know that word, but know how to use it. Okay, so I hope that was helpful, Christine. Best of luck with your French. If you would like to ask me a question, please go to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash ask, A-S-K. Now, at the end of every episode, I'd like to leave you with some resources on the topic of the show. So a few things for you today. First of all, an article I wrote that's one of the most popular articles on the blog, actually, called How to Read Effectively in a Foreign Language. And here I talk about why we struggle with reading, how to do it better, how to read in more effectively in a way, in such a way that you can understand how to choose materials. I give you specific recommendations for stories. And I'll put a link to that article in the show notes, which will be at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 271. Lastly, a few helpful tools. Um, first of all, Link, L-I-N-G-Q. It's designed for reading online, designed to make reading easy uh, because you can look up words instantly, but also store them in your profile so that you can, so that the system memorize, it remembers which words that you know, and that makes makes it easy to review them later. Readlang also is very popular, although that's more of a tool just for reading in the moment, I think. I don't think it has a system for kind of saving the words that you know or that you've learned, but I might be wrong because I haven't used it for some time. And lastly, the Kindle. I've had a kind of love-hate relationship with the Kindle. Sometimes I love reading with Kindle, sometimes I don't. What I've been finding recently in my Italian project is really that it's, it's come into its own because the Kindle apps have got lots of new great features and so what something you can do now with kindle is that you can highlight words as you go you can give it like a yellow highlight and at the end you can automatically create a flashcard deck from all the words that you've highlighted in the book and i've been doing this just in the last week with a, a book that i'm reading in italian on kindle and it's incredibly useful and there is one specific kindle that i recommend and i'm going to put a link to that plus everything else in the show notes so 
if you don't have a Kindle, it's worth getting it and experimenting with it because it is a huge language learning tool, really. And a link to all of those things, I will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 271. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.